Hi, this is Lauren from Discovery Church. Thanks for taking time to listen to this week's podcast. We hope that you find value and that is very impactful to your life today. Have a great one. Back to September. We're starting, we're doing a three-week series called Put Me in Coach. That's hence the Leonard jersey. Put me in coach. I was going to pull out my uh, Oilers jersey today and start pushing the Oilers already, but I thought with 34 degrees, I'll leave that till next week when we have snow. But September is a fun time as a sports fan. Is there anybody else that are sports fans? There's there's a few people that are sports fans. Other people are like, I don't give a rip about anything McDavid or anything Toronto Raptors or anything that resembles sports. I play video games all day long. Um, That's okay. It's okay. I'm not judging. But I do talk a lot about sports because I think there's there's something in culture that's really fun about sports when people gather around a, a central cause. But September's a really fun time. In my house, sports is usually on if the kids don't win the battle for a TV. And then when they don't win a battle for a TV, they go outside and throw rocks at the windows. (laughs) Yeah. Practicing their baseball throw is what they're doing. So, September though, if you're a CFL fan... Anybody's a CFL fan. Sorry. Playoffs are soon starting. MLB. I, I hope the Jays, I know they're two games in right now, but I hope they continue to win. And the, playoff, the MLB playoffs start. Basketball starts. Did you know the Raptors are doing a preseason game in Edmonton? If you're wondering if you want to, you know, bless your pastor with a gift... Don't buy that because I actually fly out that day to Florida for a conference, so I can't go there anyway. But, but then NHL starting. Is this the year that the cup comes to Edmonton? Please, Lord, let's pray and fast hard. But it is, it's sports. Sports is a big deal. Sports is a big deal in September. It's a time that, that lots of this, the, even the people that are in like the, the minors are like, put me in, coach. I want to I see. And even in church world. Church world, September is a big deal. We celebrate, especially our church, September is the, is the month that we celebrate our birthday. This year is five years. It is a big deal. It's a time that groups launch. Groups will, we'll do a group launch in like in two weeks. We'll, we'll talk about the importance of groups and connectivity and we'll launch freedom groups. If you, if you have not been in a freedom group, you, you need, you should. Gord, don't judge me. You... you Long story. Um, Gord helps me lead freedom groups. Um, be in a freedom group. Be in a connect group. Be, be in a wings group. Be in a, be in a mom's group. Be in a parent group, a family group. Be in some group because it's a connectivity. That launches in September. We'll, launch the, we'll talk about the importance of connecting to team next week and, and give you the ability to go and, and chat to some team leads and, and, and maybe serve on a team. September is a big time of year, even in church world. Did you know that September is one of the highest uh, percentages where people would actually give time to reconnect with church? We're coming out of summer. Schedules are back on. Back on. This uh, camper trailers, summer trailers, the RVs are, are winterized. And um, often it is in September that people say, you know what? I, 
with my schedule, I think I have time for church. And your invite can go a long way. September and January are two of the highest months for people actually exploring faith and exploring connection to a church. But sometimes when seasons like this come, we can find ourselves hitting the court or hitting the field or hitting the organization floor and wanting to run really, really fast. And if you've ever played any amount of sports, have you ever shown up late to a hockey game or a basketball game and you showed up and you literally, you didn't stretch, you didn't warm up, you just like tied them, tied them on and like ran out on the court. And by the fourth quarter, you're like cramping up and you can't finish the game. And it's like, oh goodness, I had a friend of mine who uh, suited up to play goalie um, after a couple years without um, playing goal and um, he showed up late. His schedule got pushed behind. He showed up late to run all his gear. He didn't even know if it was on right. He's, he's like running down. Because the goalie's pretty important. You can't really start a game without a goalie. Well, if you do, you'll be behind pretty quickly. And he like steps onto the ice. And when he steps onto the ice, he just goes flat onto his back. And he's out there with like all these like ex like semi-pro players. He's a pretty good goalie. And he just goes flat on his back. And he looks down. And he forgot to take the skate guards off his skates. And he just like hung his head. He, he felt like, if you ever watched watch Mighty Ducks, like Goldberg, um, he, he totally felt like Goldberg at that moment. Mighty Ducks, you, sh you should go watch the movies. They're really funny. But sometimes we want to run into seasons, like getting connected to teams, getting connected to a group, getting on the ice, going for the Stanley Cup, going for whatever your goal is without actually any preparation without stretching and we get part way through the season and we realize oh shoot I am not ready for this or we get part way through the game and we're cramping up and that could be the same for us in church that we we could get so excited for September we could get so excited for October and, and it's, a, it's a big momentum shift in church life. People come back and, and people are back off vacation and new people are exploring faith and you're giving out invites. And we forget to actually prepare for, for, the, for uh, what God wants to do. And sometimes we want to be blessed, but we're not ready for the blessing. And if we get the blessing when we're not ready for it, it's just a curse. And the way that we prepare for seasons like this, is to make sure we pray first. Often, we get so excited for what's to come that we actually forget to ask God for his direction in it because in our humanness, we think we know what is supposed to happen. So this is what I want to do this morning. Is I want to look at the life of Jesus one of our, cult, our very first culture statement here at Discovery Church is that Jesus is our focus. So over and over and over, we are Jesus followers. We will look at the life of Jesus to try to understand how we are supposed to live. Our mission statement says, seek truth, find purpose, and become fully engaged followers of Jesus. If we're going to become fully engaged followers of Jesus, then we know, need to know and understand the life of Jesus and um, imitate Jesus. So we want to look at the life of Jesus and help us understand when he prayed. Now, I know the Bible says, you know, pray without ceasing. 
I get that. I, I, I always thought that was like, oh, I got to spend like my knees. I got to be by my bed. How do I work? I think what the Bible says is pray without ceasing is uh, to understand that you're always in a connection with God, that he's always available, that those moments in your car when you're driving and you're talking to yourself, that actually, why don't you direct that to talking with God, that you're, you're praying without ceasing. And often we think that praying is just like always asking for our needs, right? We, we've done it in injustice to praying, thinking that the only time that I show up to pray is when I'm in desperate need of something. Now, that's a good time to show up to pray. But praying is also listening. So the Bible says pray without ceasing. But I want to look at the, look at the life of Jesus and identify uh, five times in Jesus's life that he prayed and how it can reflect on our lives to, uh, to be an igniter to our prayer life. So the first one is this. Jesus prayed before big decisions. In Luke 6, uh, we see that Jesus picked 12 disciples, 12 of the people that were going to be closest to him as he journeyed on earth, as he did ministry here on earth, as he went around healing the sick and turning water into wine and walking, walking on water and, and drawing people close to him, the people that he picked to carry on the mission of Jesus, to carry on the mission of the church after he would, he would die and rise again and ascend back into heaven. heaven. See, I dropped my H there. Heaven. Um, Jesus spent time praying right before picking the 12 of his closest disciples. Jesus prayed before making big decisions. Actually, such a big decision prompted an all-night prayer session, as it's said in Luke. How often do we pray before big decisions versus after we've made the big decision and then ask God to bless it because it's falling apart? Right? I, I'm always so honored when I receive a text from people or a, or a phone call, or a conversation, or we receive something in uh, through an online prayer uh, a, a prayer submission that says, "Hey, um, could you have your prayer team pray for me because I have a big decision, or I have a job offer, or I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with my life. If I'm supposed to be a police officer, or if I'm supposed to be a nurse, or if I'm supposed to be a pastor, would would you pray? And it's always such an honor to be welcomed into a space where people are actually praying before big decisions, not after big decisions that are falling apart. Jesus prayed before big decisions. That was the first one. The second one is that we do need to pray and Jesus prayed when in need. One of the greatest examples of this is when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was to be betrayed, taken off, tried, crucified. We find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's pouring out his heart. He's desperate. It's one of the most heartfelt passages, and we, we see it in Luke specifically. And Jesus spent time praying when he was in need. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, we may not face a Gethsemane moment. We not, may not know that betrayal is coming our way and that our life is going to be on the line. For the most of us, we still live in a free country and we're probably not going to lose our life over our faith. I wonder sometimes if, um, 
if our faith would be actually made stronger if that was a reality. Because sometimes our freedom actually, our, our physical freedom actually sometimes seems like it brings us spiritual persecution. That we, we actually, uh, I'm not, when I say we, you guys are the people that are here to listen, your family. So I'm, I don't just mean, like, I'm not just you. Just the church in, in North America, I wonder if, if sometimes uh, persecution a little bit would actually strengthen our faith. But chances are we're not facing Gethsemane moments, but we are facing moments of need. That we all have things in our lives where it's places of need, and we, and we can feel okay to bring it to God. Jesus prayed in time of need. So he prayed before big decisions. He prayed when in need, and he also prayed when in pain. He prayed when in pain. Uh, pain. Uh, Jesus prayed repeatedly on the cross. He hung on the cross for our sins uh, to die so we could have a way, uh, way with, without shame and access to God the Father. He was the pure, spotless lamb, as the Bible talks about. And we don't need to spend all that. That might sound weird to some people that are here for the first time. Come talk to me after, and I'll explain. And he cried out, quoting uh, a verse in Psalms. But this is what I find crazy and humbling, that when Jesus prayed in pain, he prayed for those who were hurting him. He didn't pray specifically right away for himself. He prayed for the individuals who caused the pain. And then his prayer was a prayer of surrender, of utter surrender into the Lord's hands. Jesus prayed when in pain. Number four, Jesus prayed on special occasions. It's, um, it's ironic, and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, that when when special occasions come and, and things are going well, that I actually forget that the one who caused things to go well and to bless my life, that I forget to actually give thanks. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, I forgot about Jesus. Sorry, I'm your pastor. But Jesus, Jesus prayed on special occasions. Luke's account of Jesus' baptism uh, includes an often overlooked detail. This is what it says in Luke uh, three twenty one. It says, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven opened up. Jesus was praying as he was being baptized. Jesus was praying on that special occasion. Today we have a baptism, so we're going we're to pray in a little bit, which is super exciting. And uh, one thing that's really cool about, about this baptism today, all baptisms are really cool. But you know how a couple weeks ago we were like, hey, if you were here, it was like, look, you do not need to depend on Pastor Sean Lee and I to disciple and lead people and to, to use your faith as an example to your friends and your family and the people around you. Remember that? Anybody remember? And we like commission, hey, 
the mission is not just on the church. We are the church. The mission is on you to reach your friends and family. Today, um, I had the privilege of meeting Crystal for the very first time. But there was somebody in our, in our church, uh, Vianne, if, if you've never met her, that has had the opportunity to walk with her and be close with her, that, that they've they're traveled in uh, to Edmonton, and they asked if they could be baptized today. Yes is the answer, but it, but it was, bec- and it's a special occasion that we're going to pray, and we're going to believe, and we're going to use it as, a, as an opportunity to, for people online and people in here to have their faith encouraged, and as an example, and we're so proud. But those moments are opportunities to give prayer, a, a prayer an opportunity to have space. Prayer doesn't always need to be this, this somber, like, oh God, my life has fallen apart. I should have came to you three years ago but here I'm now and God brings you in he brings you close and he wraps his arms around you because he's a loving father but in those moments of celebration those are moments to pray those are moments to reflect and say God I'm so thankful for what you've done in my life the birthday parties um which we're going to celebrate in three three weeks here at Discovery Church. Holidays, weddings, funerals, baptisms those are all moments to say oh I should pray here and it's not like hey everybody stop 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 prayer prayer you know, it's not like, but it's like one of those moments, pray without ceasing. In those moments of celebration, we can have a secondary conversation going on with God, and he can be speaking to us, and we can be speaking to him, and we can give him thanks. We've already, Crystal, myself, and Vianne have already talked about specifically what we're going to be praying uh, during the time of baptism. We're probably not going to pray it out loud, but we're going to pray it in our hearts and our minds that the Lord would do that in and through that moment of, of surrender. Special occasions. Jesus prayed on special occasions. And the fifth one is that Jesus prayed during demanding seasons. Right after his baptism, right after his baptism, Jesus was led into the wilderness to fast and pray for 40 days, to be tempted by Satan for 40 days. I think one of the greatest reasons that Jesus was successful against all the temptation because it was heavy temptation that Satan tempted Jesus with. But Jesus was in the wilderness to fast and pray. He knew that there was a demanding season coming. After his baptism, there were 40 days of fasting and praying. He knew that there were three years of intense ministry, that he had three years here on earth to instill into 12 disciples, to carry on what we know as Christianity today, thousands of years later. What we know today, Jesus set a foundation for in three years, and he knew that it was going to be a season of demand, during a demanding season. So what was the first thing that Jesus did? First thing that Jesus did was pray and fast. Before demanding season. So when a demanding season is in our near future. Maybe we're adjusting to a new job. Maybe we're preparing for another round of treatments. And we see that a demanding season is coming. Not all demanding seasons are like heavy. They're just like, hey, for, for us, September and October is a demanding season in church life. Dream teamers, you know it. September and October. 
We're putting in more chairs. We've put in more chairs for the last three weeks. This is, this is the first week that we've added an extra back row. And I can, I, can still, I can still count at least 30 people that are not here that, like, just, that will be here next week. It's a demanding season. So instead of getting in the middle of the demanding season and asking God for strength to carry on, what if we ask for the strength to endure and get through before the season started? Because often, if I can be honest for myself, I'm drawn to prayer when that's my last resort. But what if prayer was our first resort? Saying, I know I can't get, get through this without a connection with God that only comes through, through prayer. What if before your kid starts to get bullied at school? What about before the round of treatments come? What about before a heavy season, a demanding season we pray first? So this is what I want us to do. This Wednesday evening, um, I want to call us all to come to pray. In church life, September and October, it's pretty heavy. And a good, like a good heavy, but just like there's lots of demands. We're actually going into renos right in the middle of the cra- like crazy season, um, which is exciting. We finally, we finally have picked our, our, our tender and, and they're putting all the materials and stuff together in the next couple of weeks i hope in the next couple of weeks that that stuff will be will be starting to be torn down we're going into a demanding season I, I'm, I'm praying for your friends and your family and you're praying for my friends and my family to come and know jesus when people come to know jesus there there's a there's a demand on us to help people navigate through the first steps of christianity through believing this this demanding and pastor sean lee and i can't do that for everybody but as a church, as a family, we get to do it together. Next week, we're actually going to talk about getting in the game and, and getting connected to teams and where to serve in the local church and how we can help your gifts and passions in your heart to come alive in the local church to use, uh, to reach people. We, we say this like team. Pastor Sean Lee said it one time, and I, I just stole it. She said, um, serving on a team is not getting something from you, it's getting something to you so God can do something through you. So next week, we're going to talk all about how do, how do we connect to teams? Why do we connect to teams here at, here at church? Not just to create, a, create something that looks good on pictures or online, but to actually create something that where people come to know Jesus through you. But if we don't pray first, we're not tapping into the power that comes when we surrender first. So on Wednesday from 7 to 8, I want to encourage you. Would you find yourself back here this Wednesday, 7 to 8, time to pray, time to come together. We're going to pray for groups, and we're going to pray for teams, and we're going to pray for the lost, and we're going to pray for your friends and your family, and we're going to pray uh, for the finances of our church as we continue to move forward and continue to move uh, and continue to grow. Would you put it in your calendars? Maybe, maybe you would like to take, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday— and fast. 
And we're going to talk more about fasting and praying um, at the end of December as we go into 21 days of prayer and fasting to start off January. But maybe you've done a fast before where you, you know, you give up a food or you give up coffee or you give up sweets or you give up technology or, or give up X, Y, Z. I encourage you would, you, would you take that step? Jesus fasted and prayed before going into a demanding season. So, prayer is important. I don't want to get to the third quarter and start cramping up. I want to start a game and I want to finish it. Because I already know the result of the end of the game. That Jesus wins. And I want to be on Jesus' team, not just for three quarters. I want to be on all for all four quarters. For all three periods. Whatever sports analogy you want to win or use. But I think the way to do that is to make sure that prayer is a part of our lives. That we pray first. So I want to encourage you. Would you join me, Pastor Shauna Lee, on Wednesday, right here from 7 to 8. We often pray when we feel like that's the last resort. But let's be a church that prays first. Let's be a church that prays first. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for reminding me of the importance of prayer. God, I don't stand up here saying that I have it all together and that I'm a, a prayer warrior and every time that something comes into my life, I'm praying first. God, I'm up here just a fallen, broken, imperfect person being brought back to the realization that prayer is a must. You said your church would be a house of prayer. God, sometimes throughout the history of the church, we try to draw parameters around, around what prayer looks like. God, I just pray that you would turn our hearts to a connection with you and that through prayer, we would continue to hear your voice of the Holy Spirit. That we would hear you, that we would sense you, and we would listen to you. So God, today, as we were just reminded of the importance of prayer, let us put into practice. Let us understand that connection and conversation with you is a way that we grow our faith and our trust the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.